Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show today. It's always a beautiful day in the neighborhood, as Mr. Rogers always said, and I don't know why that popped into my mind today, but I think it's probably because of my guest who's going to be on the show today. And today I've got um, a friend of mine who has helped me sporadically over the years, including once after I first adopted a rescue pup, my, my beloved Boston Terrier, Frankie. And over the years, her insights have, to a lot of different areas, have, you know, just really helped me move forward with a lot of different things. And she finally has agreed to be on the show. So I'm very excited to have Kumari Mali on, on, on the show today. Kumari is an internationally acclaimed uh, intuitive coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, um, anical, anim, I cannot speak today. This is hysterical. I think it's the rubber bands with my braces today. Um, she's an animal mystic. She does sound healing workshops. She is just an amazing, amazing woman who has shifted her own life and her goal now is to help others shift themselves and one of the things we're going to be talking about today is why we sabotage our success and some of the questions you can begin to ask yourself to help you overcome that pattern so kumari welcome to the show thanks so much laura and uh, we're having some really strange feedback going on so uh sorry about that Let's see if it gets better. Okay. Good. <clears throat> There's too much energy pumping through right now. You know, um, that is sometimes the case. And we can start out with the grounding exercise I was planning on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that. Why is grounding so important? And exactly what is grounding as we're going to talk about it on the show today? There's another word for it called earthing that is now popular in the scientific community. It is the acknowledgement that we are all connected through frequency and that the earth provides electromagnetic energies or frequencies that are incredibly important for our health. And connecting with that both still really crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is, but I, I've got two amazing men in the booth right now in the working engineering area okay. trying to work on it. So so you and I can also send our energy down into the earth, take a breath, and ask for all the electronics to work with us, to balance and align. Because we're all giving out frequency all the time, our thoughts, our energies, and the Earth's energies. So grounding is an energy alchemy tool, if you will, of connecting consciously to the Earth's vibrations. And the reason it's so important now is we've completely disconnected. We have rubber sole shoes, for one, which block the normal transmission that we would get with um, bare feet or other substances. So walking barefoot on the grass is part of it. But the energetic 
tool of grounding that we can do is to consciously send a cord or tube from the base of our spine. Did you say a right cord or tube? Into the earth. You just visualize. Okay. Kind of, I, I love to see it like, um, you know, the bank teller tubes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> uh-huh. um, Because the second part is consciously releasing the energies that are throwing us off. Okay, so, so at the same time, so you want to send any, like, sort of um, jangly energy from yourself into the earth and receive from the earth calming, grounding, solid Balancing, energy. protective, supportive, healing energy. Yes. And you can do this with the electronics. Okay, well. well, you know I'm, I'm a geek, and I'm a firm believer that we can impact the energy fields around us. <laughs> well, it's actually not geeky anymore. It's, it's actually, there's lots of science <laughs> around um, the study of energy fields and frequency. And so a major part of what I do is help people step into the higher frequencies, the happy joyful, um, successful, peaceful energies versus the angry, the sad, the depressed, <laughs> the lower frequencies. Which tend so, to make us feel heavy, right? I'm sorry? The, the, those angry, those sad, yes, depressed heavier. feel yeah. very heavy in the body. and Heavy in the body. And... Literally, as our brain thinks them, we're sending out all these biochemical impulses throughout the body, as well as an energy resonance, which other people and even animals can feel. That's why when someone walks in the room and they're really down, you don't have to know anything. You automatically can sense that uh, they're not feeling up to par <laughs> right. before they speak, before you might even see them. We're all actually sensitive to energy, but we've shut it down for the most part. I know myself sometimes I can almost feel somebody's energy before they walk into the room. Yes, you start tuning in, and that um, field uh, perceives us. It goes all around us. It's called the aura or they now call it the biofield. NIH gave the personal energy field a name. The National Institutes of Health? The National Institute of Health, yeah. Okay. And biofield therapies are what I've been studying for the last 30 years. Um, Reiki is considered a biofield therapy as well as Tai Chi. Anything that impacts um, the energy that both surrounds and permeates the physical body is considered a biofield therapy. So this is what we're talking about, about balancing energies and connecting to the earthing energy, which is very, very, it, it stabilizes the heart rate, the blood pressure. We, we were designed to be connected to nature. And so animals know this. When they're sick, they will run outside and lay on the earth. But we have become 
become more and more cut off from that. And then we have the challenge of all the technology. So that's what we're up against. I'm thinking Mr. B and Mike fixed our technical feedback issues, although they're saying no, not quite. But I'm not hearing it, so I'm happy. Yay! Because <laughs> it was certainly disrupting my field. <laughs> Yes, it's uh, disconcerting for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely, especially with the ear issues I'm dealing with right now. All right, so we've been talking about this issue so far this morning, Kamari, about energy fields and how it's important to ground or earth, as some people call it. Why is it, from all of your experience, I mean, you've studied the the bioenergy fields, um, you know, the National Institutes of Health in the United States are are talking about these fields and everything now. How does it affect us when it's not in balance? Well, many things happen when we're out of balance. It shows up first in our field, in our energy field. It shows up first on the etheric levels when we're not feeling integrated and aligned in some way, shape, or form, we start getting off. So it's not that the fields are affecting us, we're actually creating them and then being impacted. So it's, it's like the first level of creation for us is putting out these frequencies. So we're either thinking positive, happy thoughts and putting out a wonderful bubble (laughs) that everybody can uh, be uplifted by, or we're creating uh, a lack of coherence, you know, doubt, confusion, even down to anger or depression, creates a different field. So it's not that there's something outside impacting us primarily, um, it's it's that what we're creating, what we're living, we have, I don't know, 50, 80,000 thoughts going on every day. Sometimes I feel like it's every minute. Sorry? Sometimes I feel like those 50 to 80,000 thoughts all occur in one minute. Yeah. <laughs> it can feel like that. <laughs> so gaining control of that is what all the ancient wisdom teachings were about, right? Meditation. Yoga, it was all about calming that mind that takes us like a monkey jumping from tree to tree to tree and gives us no peace. So um, I took it to another level, which is the energy healing work, which actually transmits that space um, or universal life force energy, which, which we're all connected to. It's called qi in Chinese, a medicine. And ki, as in Reiki, is universal life force in Japanese, or prana in the Indian um, language. And so being aware that there is an energetic consciousness to everything, or a frequency to everything, is part of waking up, is part of taking responsibility for what we're creating. So... That field that we were talking about earlier is a composite of all our thoughts, feelings, emotions, and consciousness. It's not separate from us. 
and that's a different discussion than talking about EMFs, which I'm not really uh, skilled to talk about, other than I understand people are beginning to measure that that's whacking us out as well. And, and, um, on, and on that thought, we're going to yeah. go into our first commercial break, but I did actually a whole episode on EMF on my mm-hmm. digital detox episode a, a few uh, weeks ago. <laughs> I talked Fabulous. quite a bit about that. Hang on one second, everybody, and we will be right back after our first commercial break. We're here with Kumari Mullen. We're going to be talking about why we sabotage our success and how we can overcome that pattern. We'll be right back. Kumari, before the break, we were talking about energy fields and Reiki and Tai Chi, and then you briefly mentioned EMF, and I talked, I said that I did a whole episode around that. The image I kept getting when you were speaking was something from my sci-fi love, um, The Force, from Star Wars, and I've talked about it a lot on my show, that everything's connected you know they may have just proposed this whole concept in the star wars movie but it's a belief system that's existed for many many years of how we are all connected energetically and how what you put out into the field can affect more than yourself it can affect the planet it can affect individuals and you've spent pretty much your life studying this and helping people move past it how did you really honestly get involved with doing this kind of work well i would actually say i didn't study it as um a science i experienced it (laughs) spiritually first (laughs) and then quantum physics caught up with the experiences i was having which were classic mystical awarenesses of this connectedness and I was an attorney (laughs) at the time when I began this journey it was not something I thought about doing but my father died of cancer quite early at age 60 and I had a deep desire to ease suffering while I watched him dying and it wasn't even spoken it was just this heartfelt longing that there's got to be more I can do (laughs) and that longing of the heart was answered by meeting a spiritual teacher through one of the attorneys actually and she was from India and very soon after meeting her and learning meditation, I began what now is called a spiritual awakening process. And all sorts of things I didn't know were possible started happening to me. (laughs) So I began to experience one of my first mystical experiences. I was driving on the D.C. Beltway, and all of a sudden I was experiencing and seeing the leaves, the trees, the grass, everything that I was whizzing by was emanating this radiant essence and a feeling of reverence and awe that like the trees were were bowing and saying namaste to me <laughs> as I was bowing and namasteing them. I felt like I was seeing for the first time 
and there was a wave-like pattern to it all, which I now know I was seeing more of ultimate reality rather than the illusion of reality, which is uh, just the physical objects. I was seeing the consciousness behind everything, and it was illuminating everything. And uh, did I mention bliss? (laughs) (laughs) Which is not the normal feeling you get when you're driving on the DC Beltway. No. As a matter of fact, uh, it only stopped because after about 45 minutes, I began to get nervous. Like, this is probably not the most aware driving state to be. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. And it immediately stopped, and I regretted that moment ever since. I thought, why didn't I just find a way to get off? But I was working. I had to be back at the office. So, um, yeah, it was phenomenal. And that's happened more than once. It's not my regular vision, but I it, it helped me to understand what all the mystics and sages have been talking about. And it inspired me to do the work. <laughs> My, my listeners are probably wondering why I've had a number of people on my show over the last few months, well, throughout the course of the, the life of this show, who do work that you do or talk about these kind of ideas. And honestly, I, I do it because I've had those moments myself, and I feel like we've gotten so separated from a whole being kind of concept and yeah. it affects every aspect of our life and when you're in that flow when you're feeling what you felt on the DC beltway I feel like abundance comes in I feel like you know exactly what next step you're supposed to take and it falls right exactly where it should comes be in on every level you're right so often it's illness and suffering that lead people to a more spiritual, holistic, integrated path. And these are the things that I'm helping people to reconnect to uh, in some very practical ways that I've finally learned (laughs) how to get them in a little more quickly than than sitting in meditation for 20 years with an Indian guru or something, Um, which I highly recommend as well, but it's not necessary in order to bring about transformation of consciousness and become that happy, healthy, wealthy, wise being that everybody wants to be. And so that leads into that, um, why we sabotage our success. It's a little bit counterintuitive, but as we're growing up, we have a certain bandwidth or um, space that we're comfortable living in with things being a certain way money being at a certain level and health and wellness, happiness. It's almost like we have a thermometer and we have a set point that's been established early on of what feels like normal. And when we get beyond normal, meaning we feel better than we're used to feeling, we have a big financial windfall uh, more than we're used to handling, we, we actually get into a subconscious sabotage of that feeling of discomfort in that new space of stretching beyond our norm. 
so the job then becomes my job, <laughs> why I have a business, uh, doing energy healing and coaching, is helping people to hold more happy, healthy, wealthy, wise vibrations or states of being so that they can expand their bandwidth and live at higher and higher levels of success and happiness. Um, you should see this massive amount of moots I'm just taking based on <laughs> what you just said. And we're about to go into national news, so um, I want to pose to my listeners before we get cut off for the national news this idea that you just talked about. During the commercial break, national news break, or if you're listening on the podcast, just pause for uh, a few moments and think about these questions. What is your set point for normal, and where did it come from? Think, ask yourself, what would your life be like if that set point was higher than it currently is? How would your life be transformed? I just love that she posed to us. Um, Kumari, we'll be right back with more from Kumari Mullen. Welcome back, everybody who's listening to us live on iHeartRadio and WAXE. And if you're listening on the podcast, hey, welcome back for, uh, in case you did what I asked you to do before the break, which is to stop the recording so that you could answer yourself some questions. We are here with Kumari Mullen. Boy, that was a really weird sentence I just said before that. <laughs> you just kind of go with it when it's live, you know, you go where you're... Yeah. Wherever you decide to go. We're here with Kamari Mullen, internationally acclaimed intuitive coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, animal mystic, and, you know, pretty much a spiritual badass. <laughs> and, you know, I, I love Kamari. She happens to live in the area, although she wasn't able to make it to the studio today. And we were talking before the break, Kumari, you talked about what is your set point for normal? around the question of why do we sabotage our success. I want to delve further into that. You know, what are things that people can do? You know, we pose the question, what is your set point for normal? Where did it come from? What would your life be like if that set point was higher? But how does somebody actually go about stopping sabotaging their success? Well, not a simple answer. I would say my whole business is about helping people do that, expand their capacity for feeling more love, more good feeling, more joy. And it sets off triggers from the past. Um, there's a, an author, Gay Hendricks, he's a PhD, and he writes about this in his book, The Big Leap. He calls it the upper limit problem. And he says it happens usually early in childhood where we start or the brain starts connecting. Something good happening triggers something bad happening. And so they get intertwined in our cellular memory, if you will. And so it's like that feeling of really wanting something and immediately feeling how it's going to feel if we don't get it, the, di- the disappointment, right? Right. <laughs> and so we opt to not feel disappointment because it was so painful. And we shrink down from stretching into the new. There's a lot of bells and whistles that go off 
when we're in unfamiliar territory. So I don't know if you've ever heard this, but lottery winners, there's some crazy statistic about how a huge percentage of them, almost all of them, lose all their money within less than three years and have many calamities. It's because they're so beyond their comfort zone that they can't receive. So when you ask, what can you do? I think the first thing is to have a little compassion for yourself (laughs) and realize that you are stretching and that a bit of discomfort is not you doing something wrong. It could actually be the sign that you're expanding. And just that knowing takes some of the pressure off of the new. And so I've learned that if I'm waking up every day with a bit of discomfort because I'm doing new things that kind of petrify me, (laughs) um, instead of feeling bad about myself, I say, oh, you must really be stretching. Because this feels really uncomfortable. Instead of the old me that would say, I have so much to heal. How can I possibly go out and teach and be a presenter and do all these things that make me nervous? Because I had this belief I should never be nervous. You know, or ex- now I call it excited. <laughs> um, so I would say the first part is understanding it. And the second would be reframing it. The third would be to build up your capacity for receiving more love, more happiness, more joy, more success. And over time, you expand that bandwidth that you can start, uh, you literally raise the bar. Uh, My new normal is very different than five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I I can hear my listeners going, well, she's saying that I can do that, but I don't know how I expand my capacity. This is a big, big topic. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we're on the air. Yes. It's not one thing. Uh, awareness always comes first before you can make a change. Um, I have many, many, many tools that I teach that empower people to start stepping into their hugeness. Their, their inner self, their expanded self, and to become more comfortable there, to feel more natural, and to work with the old patterns and the limiting beliefs that crop up and say, no, you can't do that, or no, you can't feel that good because something is going to come and stop it. So you start becoming aware work with intentions, affirmations, and then many energy alchemy tools. And alchemy, by the way, means uh, it used to be the forerunner of chemistry, this belief that you could transform matter, like lead into gold. But alchemy, in the way I'm using it, energy alchemy, means that you begin to transform the limiting beliefs, patterns, and old energetics of the, the wounded self, you know, the part of us that says you can't, it's not going to be good for you, <laughs> or I'm not comfortable here, uh, um, who am I to deserve such 
good things happening. We have a lot of deserving issues, and that comes from the basic inability to love ourselves just as we are. So the how is in all that, but there's many, many ways to get there. Um, I, I do a simple uh, raising the energy thermometer. You know, if you're, if you're going for wellness, feeling uh, really good in the body, really healthy. Okay, let's, you, go, let's talk about that some more. Okay. So I teach this in one of my courses. So a simple energetic tool that you can use daily is to imagine at the top of the thermometer is 100% living in vitality and total well-being. And 0% is at the bottom. And first is to close your eyes, take a breath. And if you're driving your car, everybody, please do not close your eyes. Pull over on the side of the road before you do that, okay? (laughs) All right, go ahead, Pumari. And just take a moment to assess where you're at. Where's your thermometer set for extreme well-being? 30%, 50%? Just get a sense of it. It could be a visual, just a direct knowing, a number pops in your head. This is the beginning of you developing your inner awareness or intuition. So, are you doing it, Laura? I, I am. And what, um, Where are you hovering about? I'm kind of disconcerted by it. Okay, slow. It's okay. Yeah, because I realize I've been in such physical distress for so many yeah. years that if I'm at 40%, Mm-hmm. that's like 100% because I've been so much lower than that for so many years that that feels like, oh, that's that's all the way. But it's not. When I just did that, I'm at 40%. But it feels so, like that's the top. The first thing I would tell you is try to let go of that self-judgment of here's where I'm at. Okay. It really sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just take a breath and go, okay, maybe I'm around 40%. And that's just a marker so that the next piece will have um, some significance. Okay. So make the intention to raise that thermometer from 40% towards 100%. To visualize the, visualize the line the moving up. Command. Okay. Allow yourself to call in whatever it will take for you to choose and live at a higher set point. It feels really hard to maintain yeah. it. H- how high did it go this second time? Uh, about 70 to 80. Perfect. Okay. There's no right or wrong here. There's just to begin to understand where you're at and where you want to be and to start consciously shifting that, choosing consciously to shift that. And this is just a fun visual for that. There's a great quote from you. Replacing the comfort of known misery with the discomfort of unknown joy 
can be one of the main obstacles on your path to wellness. And with that, Kamari, we're going to go into our last commercial break. I can't believe the show is almost over. And we'll be right back with more from Kumari Mullen, and we'll find out the next step in uh, increasing your personal uh, thermostat. I'm still affected by the whole thermostat thing, Kumari. That's actually really fabulous. It means uh, something is moving and shifting within you. And you mentioned that it was hard to hold a higher state. So here's some questions that will begin to help you deal with the energy that is represented in the difference between 40%, 77, 70 or 80, and 100% wellness. Um, And then we'll do a release around it and see if we can't get you up even higher more easily. Okay, cool. In the last minutes of the show. (laughs) How's it serving me to be at this old level? Who's going to be upset? Or how will it change if I am living in more wellness? In other words, there's a payout, generally speaking. Maybe it keeps us from living our full purpose, which just terrifies us. (laughs) Maybe um, there's difficult conversations we have to have that we're avoiding. So if we begin to ask the question, how could it be serving me to be stuck here, wherever here is, success or wellness, financial or otherwise, um, we may find some clues with that question. But... We may not, and it's okay to just consciously release any energies that keep you from your goal. You may not understand all of it, but you can change your choice from repression or suppression um, to conscious release. So that pressure or that heaviness you were feeling above 40%, ask, can I begin to allow this pressure, heaviness, tightness, it might even be in your body, that you're feeling that represents the blocked energy that's keeping you from 100% wellness. Could I begin to allow this energy to move through me and release and breathe? And would I allow this energy to release? whatever's in that space that's keeping you from more and more wellness. And finally, when? And beginning to ask these conscious release questions is the beginning of conscious releasing the energy that we may not be able to understand or articulate, but we're now making a conscious choice to let it go, which is really key. And see again the thermostat and where you're at after this release questions. So the great questions are, could I begin to allow this whatever to move through me and release? Then yeah. would I allow it? And then when? Mm-hmm. So you're sort of going, you're testing the waters with the could. Then you're asking yourself for permission Yes. <laughs> and then you're putting a time limit on it. 
You're saying when? Like, is it now? Is it 30 days from now? That kind of thing? It. You're going to get answers immediately that might not be exactly what you might always want to say now, but there's a part of you that says, I'm not sure. I'm not ready yet. Just be with the questions because you're rewiring your brain to allow another um, choice be besides what we normally do when we're uncomfortable is we move away from it, we repress it, or we dump it in kind of an angry expression. And conscious release, no one was ever taught. So this is the way to begin to transform your state with some very simple questions, but they're powerful. And so your answer isn't as important as allowing the possibility that you can let this energy go, that you don't have to hold the old thoughts, the old feelings, the old wounding, the old habits. You're re-choosing. At some point, do you actually say to yourself, okay, I'm releasing it now, or whatever oh, yeah. that is? But, but when it's big, and I've been with you a long time, the first time I did this around a relationship issue, when I asked when, before I even got to say the answer, I felt part of me going, I don't know when, but not now. Not okay. really. And, that, and, and yet it still was unraveling um, the old energies and the old stuckness. So it's actually starting. Yes. But it's not so important how your inner child wants to answer them. She might not be ready, but you're asking her to begin that process, that it's possible, and that you can re-choose as an adult to do it differently. So is the thermostat visualization mm-hmm. and these questions something that people should do, my listeners should do every day uh, when they think about it? Should they put a tickler reminder in their calendar, a post-it note on their bathroom mirror? How often? It's a really fun exercise. It's easy. It takes you into your inner vision, your inner sensing. So it begins to develop your intuitive awareness of where you're at, what you're holding on to. And just where you want to be and re-choosing that consciously. The three release questions you can do without the thermometer. I still use these. I've learned them 25 years ago internally, and then I saw somebody teaching them. And I use them still to this day when I come up against something. So I don't use it every day, but I use it when I'm stuck or when I'm not feeling well or when something's not working the way I like. Okay. Now, say somebody, they try these things, and they're still just feeling really stuck. Like, they, they just don't know their next step. Because hmm. sometimes that's the biggest thing I noticed that with grieving mom, my mom the last nine months has been, I, I just don't know what my big picture is, and I just want to know what my next step is. Is there a question that you found really helps people when they're really, really stuck figure out that the next moment? The question that I come to now that breaks things open for me because I can be very intentional. I can set goals. I can put these bold money goals on my monthly income. Or I've done many, many ways to expand myself and 
it doesn't always happen. And so the question that breaks that open is, how can I serve? How can I use my unique gifts and talents to serve more efficiently, more effectively, and have the greatest impact? And I'll tell you, everything in the universe moves when someone asks in that way. I love that you put it for myself and others, not forgetting ourselves in the process. You have to include yourself. When I only wanted to heal others, I was constantly drained. I was, I had had debt. I was always um, feeling depleted. And Kamari, we're we're in the last couple of minutes of the show, and I've had a couple of people email me saying, hey, how do we reach out to Kamari? And I know you have a wonderful offer for my listeners as well. So how can they reach out to you and get your wonderful offer? Well, we've kind of gone in two trains. Um, So I do have a free gift around abundance, claiming your abundance. If you go to my website, kamarihealing.com, that's K U M. A-R-I, healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G.com. Right on the right-hand side on the banner, you can put your email address in and receive an audio about claiming your abundance. And because we talked with you about wellness and healing for the body as well, I also have the free audio. Everyone can be a healer. And in that, there are some of these healing practices that I always teach my private clients so you can begin to do some of that work. And that is kamarihealing.com forward slash free gift Reiki. I talk about some of the energy tools that you can begin right away if um, you're not ready to study Reiki or some other course with me. You can already get started. But I did want to answer your question. We have a minute left, so got to okay. make it fast. <laughs> I would say find a teacher. When you said, what question can you ask? This work is really challenging to only do on your own, and I am all about empowerment. I really believe that everyone's intuitive, that everyone's a healer. But if you want to accelerate your journey, find a teacher, a mentor, a coach to really shorten that time frame for yourself. I'm a big fan of that because I think accountability is key for helping people achieve their goals, uh, whether it's health or or otherwise. And Kamari, I want to thank you so much for finally being on my show with me today. Thank you so much, Laura, for a wonderful show. Yeah, we're probably going to have to have you back on because we're going to get through half the stuff I wanted to talk to you about. I know. We <laughs> went to another direction. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, everybody, Kumari's got uh, these wonderful things available to you at kumarihealing.com, and I'll have those links up. And remember, everybody, the right questions can change your life, so what are you asking today? Have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at It's All About the Questions and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. 